we've been in a relationship for six and a half years and I still can't wait to tell him everything. Same. And also, we have the greatest podcast on the earth. We do. Did we mention how great our podcast is? You should listen to it and subscribe. <laughs> you know what I mean? People are and every question are saying how great it is. And they're <laughs> so not, like, can saying, every person be wrong? The no. people have spoken. Welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Limo. Hello. My name is Steve Green. Are you sad? I'm melancholy. Why? Because I know that we have so many questions to answer, but we don't have enough time to answer all of them. That is true. We have so many, so many wonderful questions from all of you guys, and we're going to do our best to get through as many as possible today, but we will get through all of them eventually on we future episodes. We can't get through all of them, unfortunately, because some of you are very long-winded. <laughs> Well, so I don't blame us. Yeah, I well, blame you. I blame you. Your intro of how you said your name was really mel- melancholy, and that took longer than if you were happy. Well, I was only thinking of the people and uh, about how they need their questions answered. I understand, and that's valid. Um, so let's just jump into it then. Okay. So we have a lot of questions from you guys. It's been a while since we did a, re- uh, a I was going to say relationship Q and A. It's it's just a Q and A. You can submit questions about anything to podcast at nikki dot limo. But right. this particular episode is filled with relationship questions and as we are not experts but wink wink experts at relationship advice we will give you i think we're experts and i'm not going to lie about it any longer you know have we put ten thousand hours into a relationship because then i guess we would be i think so for sure jesus i mean it feels like it (laughs) 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 um all right so our first question um i don't know if they want to remain anonymous or not so i'll just won't say your name but um, it goes, hi, Steve and Nikki, love the show. And I'm not just saying that because people who start off that way are 10 times more likely to be on the show. LOL. You are correct. And also That's thank true. you. Please bring that If you say you don't, if you don't even say anything about the show, we, we skip we just it. Skip. We skip it. We're going to skip so many today. Yep. And we had somebody who just opened with, I really need your help. And we just skipped. We moved on. We skipped. We moved on. Yeah. I've heard you guys give a lot of breakup advice in the past, and I really admire both of your perspectives on the subject and in life, too. Both of your personalities resonate a lot with me, which is another reason why I love listening to the show. Oh, my gosh. She says it again. Thank you. Thank you. I was hoping to get a little bit more insight on a mutual breakup, a.k.a. breakups that happen because both parties agree it's for the best. I don't know if it's a common thing or if it's just my assumption that when mutual breakups happen, usually both parties still love each other, but they have just come to the difficult decision of knowing it's time to move on. Yeah, uh, you recently helped Jess and Joe come to this realization, and they seem to be handling it positively and maturely. Not just helped. We forced them to break up. In our living room. That's right. That's what happens when you come over to our house. That's get right. ready to get your relationship tested. Don't be married. Hopefully. And don't have kids. I mean, you can be that, but you better be strong. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> be we are forced to be reckoned with. Uh-huh. All right. She continues, I I got out of my first relationship and it ended mutually, but I'm still having a hard time adjusting to the fact that it's actually over and therefore would like some advice. Also, I'll note that I've seen Steve's breakup video multiple times and resonate a lot with what he says there. The part where he says that he feels like he has to eat his own words because he promised her to always be there for her and what was best for her was not him. Gets me every time. Holy shit. Well, if only I had known what a bitch she was. (laughs) (laughs) True. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll leave that in. We'll get to that. Uh, as background, this was both of our first relationships. We're both 22 years old. We were only together for six months while we studied abroad for, well, oh, he studied abroad for one year and then moved back to Canada to go to school. We've talked since the breakup and agreed that we were both going through tough situations independently that we were then bringing into the relationship, hoping the other one would sort of help fix the other. I know I hit a really low self-confidence point in my life. And while we were together, I lost my dog and moved out of college out of my college apartment to a new city where I had no friends because of work. I was seeking from them a lot of affirmation and support that they were just not able to provide because they were dealing with homesickness and the loss of their, oh, yeah, the homesickness, oh, I see, loss of their grandmother and upcoming back major back surgery. Um, we fought a lot towards the end because of miscommunication and because we felt the other person was not meeting the other's expectations. We decided to end things and then I visited them in Canada recently and we had probably the most mature conversation we ever had. We really listened to each other and agreed it wasn't our time to be in a relationship, but we cherished what we had. The conversation also made me feel that we have come a long way since the beginning of our relationship and the individual growth we have had through our time apart and the mature conversations we had when we reunited kind of proved to me that maybe we can make it, maybe we can make it work with a little bit of hard work. But they don't feel the same way as I do, but still want to be friends. So right now they're stuck in a place where we still want to be friends because they like me as a person and want me to be in their life. But that does not, but does not believe we should be together again because 
they think we caused more harm than good to each other. I'm trying to showcase my side in which I think that while a breakup was necessary, it doesn't have to be permanent. And if they still want me in their life, then we might as well be together instead of stringing each other along with false hope or just playing around as friends with benefits. I would like to at least try for a second shot with our experiences under our belt and knowing that we still care deeply for each other to help us overcome future obstacles. What do you think? Should I give up shooting my shot and agree to be just friends so we could at least be cordial? Or should I cut all ties even though it was an amicable breakup since we can't agree on what we want our future relationship to be like? Love you guys. Hope all is good. Terry. Oh. Terry, it sounds like you already know the answer to your question, Terry. You want it to get back together with this person. Well, yeah. But you want they don't, to shoot your shot. They don't feel the same. No, I know. So, right. So then, therefore, all you know is that you want something that they don't want. Right. And that's really your answer. Yeah. I think that even if it was true that you guys should be together or whatever, they're not. it's not good timing. Because that person that you're going after doesn't seem like they're into it. Terry, you just painted an entire room in a color that you think is dope. And this person walked in and they're like, oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And that's all it is. Like you're like, no, but this we could make this room work. We could we could get the right couches. We could get the right d- d- like furnishings. We'll make this look great. And they're like, uh, I don't know. Well, she thinks that because when they were together, they hadn't been through as many experiences. And sure. now, like if they shot, if they gave it another shot, it would be d- better. But what if you give a new person? the new you yeah with all these experiences under your belt that's what i think instead of just focusing on one person as perhaps they were the answer perhaps they were the perfect person for this i think that happens a lot when she said it was her first relationship exactly um i think we tend to put a lot of weight on our first relationship listen guy in the breakup video that you just watched i moved close by so that i could try to win her back dude i was not gonna take this laying down you're talking about you and your breakup video Me and my breakup video yeah. okay i was very ready to fucking fight for this thing. Mm -hmm. And I did not know that I was the only person who wanted to fight for this thing. You know what I'm saying? I I didn't accept it. And it was so clear to everyone else. Exactly. It was a fucking night and day, like no brainer. Everyone was like, like, this guy's an idiot. Was he dropped on his head? Yeah, basically. So that's the point, right? Like, Like, because I believed that so strongly, I was willing to move very close by and also basically into a closet. I lived in the smallest place mm-hmm. and I signed a year lease. I didn't give a shit because it was my base of operations. I ended up living there too. It was awful. And I wanted to be close enough to protect her, whatever the fuck I told myself, uh, to uh, be there for her if, if need be. And uh, that was the the mistake, right? I, I was the only person who was yeah, going to take up the flag and fight. You Well, you didn't have a lot of information and that information came from not knowing that the other person, when another person doesn't feel the same way about you, they're going to do things and feel things and think things that you don't like that's like they don't they're not in it with you so um as much as you wanted to get her back is how much she did not want to get back exactly with you. Right. and when you try to force things or you think like oh i'm a better person now great be a better person mm-hmm. but with someone else because if someone's not going to acknowledge that you're a better person or that you are like everything they want in a partner if they're if they don't see it they're just not going to see it so or it's not you're not worth a good fit for them like right. god forbid right that's that's obviously a, 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 like what happened no so, matter how you spin it yeah. it's just not going to work it's just not going to work both parties are interested and invested and you don't want to try to make it work you want a co-equal partnership you want people to meet you in the middle yes this is the first relationship where i actually had someone meet me in the middle and god damn it i'm like i wasted so much time with those other people me too fuck i don't even know what a relationship was frankly all the other things that i did in life and love whatever i fucking call that word I don't even, I think they're all memes. Yeah. Because what I have now is so different than that. Yeah. And so much more like complete and it's an actual like partnership. Yeah. And not like. I feel stupid for allowing those other relationships I to do even happen. I honestly do so too, but I'm glad that they did because yeah. it taught me a lot and it lets me appreciate the moment. And it lets us give you this information. Exactly. Some shit they didn't tell us mm-hmm. is, hey, if the other person doesn't meet you in the middle, no matter if they say it every once in a while, because sometimes the other person will be like, oh, no, I really want this. You know what? I'm going to step it up. Doesn't They're not going to. Thanks to all that, we're able to produce what I think legitly is the best podcast around. The best podcast. I'm not be even sure to rate us. I actually think that. Be and sure so to please rate five rate stars. Us, uh, you know, hopefully that well. Jesus, it's going to be nice. Five stars? 
You yeah. Do, wow. You seem surprised. No, you, it's the you best said, podcast around. It's the bed, best podcast around. And then I said five stars. You're like, oh, wow. That's a lot of stars. Well, no, I was thinking that's actually almost lower than what I'm getting at. Oh, I see. You think there should be more stars. I And I'm not even memeing here. I think that this is the best podcast around. I really do think I believe that. you. And I, and I think they believe you too. But then you were surprised at the five stars. That's why I was surprised. Oh, okay. Just wanted to be very clear. Okay. Next question. Hey, Nikki and Steve. Love the podcast and everything you guys do. Thank you. We selected this question. Thank you for picking the best podcast. <laughs> Found you all from JK News, and I'm here for the vibe, as Steve would say. My man. So, a little preface to my question. I'm in my mid-20s, and throughout my life, I have not had a girlfriend until about the beginning of this year. So, you can pretty much say I'm a late bloomer relationship-wise. Yes, you are. That's okay. I feel like throughout my long single life, I've been working on myself, as I should, and would say I've come to a point where I could be confident enough in myself in many aspects. Wonderful. So, in my first and current relationship, I would say everything is great. We are having fun, vibe well together, compliment each other, hardly fight, and to the point where I would see this as a potential for everything. We've introduced each other to our friends and families and all that jazz, and she always brings up hypotheticals of being married one day. But that is the thing that sort of freaks me out a little sometimes. Being someone who has only been in one relationship, I'm not sure if I feel... I'm not sure if what I feel is love or if this is just comfortable and easy to stick to. I also feel like I would like to experience more relationships before committing one day. So I sometimes feel like I found this relationship too early in my life because it's going so great. So my question is, what should I do? Am I overthinking this stuck in a box mindset? Am I settling with what I feel would be best for me in the future? Should I just run with it and see what happens? Any advice would be great. Please keep this anonymous. Thank you and keep doing what you're doing. Listen. Thank you, Anonymous. I could be on another podcast right now <laughs> doing a subpar podcast. Uh-huh. I could be. You could be. But instead, I'm on the greatest podcast. So many opportunities. How do I know I'm on the greatest podcast? How do you know? It's because I'm feeling like this is the best show there is. And I think that if you felt like you were in the best relationship there is, you would have no questions about mm. it. You would just be like, yo, I'm in the greatest relationship around. I, well, okay, can please. I just devil's please. advocate you can this? Try. What if this had been our first relationship? Okay. And we didn't know. Like, there's nothing True. to compare to. And so, like, we get kind of spoiled because, like, are all relationships like this? Is this the best possible guy? I don't know. Like, right. you know, you kind of start. I understand why you'd be second guessing yourself. But like, our, I will say that our podcast does get very highly rated on iTunes. <laughs> and so, perhaps the from the outside looking in, a bunch of people seeing us in a relationship are like, this is really good. This is really good. This is really good. I wonder if this person is receiving the same sort of feedback that we get. Oh, yeah. What sort of feedback are your friends and family saying about you? Do they look at you and they go, wow, you guys just fit together. You like, you, oh, this is meant to be. Because I will tell you with all my ex-boyfriends, none of my friends and family thought that we were meant to be. They're kind of like, looked same. at us like they were like, oh, yeah, that's an interesting couple. If someone's like, that's an interesting couple, mm -hmm. if that's what they call it's your terrible. relationship, it's not a good it's relationship. A it's that's not what we all used to say about Justin Joe's relationship. Thank you. <laughs> that's true that's true yeah um and not that it can't work or whatever but i mean because there's opposites attract but i think people take the opposites attract thing a little too far they they love to ride that like horse into it the shouldn't ground. be opposites attract to the point where you guys don't agree on anything or there's like you know there's no but common ground you're also saying that it's going really well it's also the first year you, you just got in this relationship this year the first year is pretty good for everybody. I mean, like with us, it wasn't because we were both getting out of relationships. So our first year was actually awful. But yes. Um, well, I mean, the first, I mean, not the whole year. Yeah. I would say like yeah, a couple months, a couple rocky months. Yeah. 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 But um, I would say like for most people, their first year, if it's a new love, a new relationship, you're on cloud nine. Like you're like excited that you're together, that you found someone. You, there's still so much left to explore. Mm -hmm. So saying, like, trying to make a call off your first relationship and it's the beginning of your first relationship on whether or not you're going to spend the rest of your life with this person. Yeah, I think it's too early to call. It's high standards. That's high standards. 100% too early to call. Also, you're in your mid-20s. Like, you have time. Don't, yeah. don't rush. You just walked into your first art gallery and you're going, is this the painting of, best painting I've ever seen? Yeah. You don't have to put that much pressure on yourself. Right, exactly. Just like I would say my best advice for you is just like live in the moment. Like get all of the experience that you're getting out of this relationship and just like if it ends up being forever, then it ends up being forever. If it ends up like, oh, you kind of don't feel the same passion in a year from now, then maybe that's a sign for you that like, can you do it forever? You know, I wouldn't gauge it off of the first seven months of your very first relationship. Yeah, don't navel gaze too much. 
that that can happen sometimes. What's I think. navel gaze? Navel gazing is when um, like an auteur director like has a character stand in a cornfield and they sort of look at their belly button for a long time because they're trying to contemplate life and shit and it's sort of just boring for the rest of us. Mm. Like, um, don't stare too hard at something looking for meaning when um, you can let life sort of figure it out yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, if you're, as long as you guys are having fun right now, you're in the moment, you both feel love for each other. Like, if you have warm, fuzzy feelings, you can't wait to see this person. Things like this. These are all signs that you're in love. You can't wait mm-hmm. to see that person. You like, can't wait to talk to, to that person. Yeah, when I see something cool and Steve's not there, I can't wait to tell Steve about Same. it. And um, if I'm like at a cool place, like when I went to Tulum, Mexico, and Steve wasn't there, I was really sad that he wasn't there. Same. I really wanted him to share that experience with me. When you were just at the sick ass fucking Wonderland party, and you I were wasn't invited there, to I was it. absolutely livid. You were invited. No, and I you know. Were like a makeup thing. How was I supposed to know it was going to be the literally the coolest party I ever thrown? Well, and that's why you gotta enough, say yes to things. Forty-five minutes later, I, I see your Instagram stories, and I'm like, "What is there? An elephant in there? What is happening?" Yeah, in there? it was the coolest fucking party, and you missed it. It was fucking dope. Yeah, and I fucked up. Yeah, and I won't forgive myself. You did, and I learned I learned a great lesson. Yeah. So, but things like that, you know, like I, we've been in a relationship for six and a half years, and I still can't wait to tell him everything. Same, and also, we have the greatest podcast on the earth. We do. Did we mention how great our podcast is? You should listen to it and subscribe. <laughs> you know what I mean? People are and every question are saying how great it is. And they're <laughs> so not, can saying, every person be wrong? The though? people have spoken. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah, a uh, person anonymous, just chill, just chill. Yeah, don't, don't worry about. Don't don't think about marriage right now. If she brings up marriage, she's just excited. Just let her be excited. You can be excited too. I definitely talked about marriage with my last boyfriend, like my ex-boyfriends. We talked about marriage. Yeah. It's not like a Your thing. Your life is not a movie. Just because someone brings up marriage doesn't mean like you're committing right there that moment. It's just like, yeah, at that time I was like, yeah, this is going great. I I want to marry you, of course. When they bring it up, you don't have to go to the bathroom, look yourself in the mirror and go like, oh my God. Like this isn't a movie. Like yeah. it's okay. It, you like, just let things happen in phases. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also, just don't rush. Like, I know sometimes in your mid-20s, you think you're getting old because people... Remember in your mid-20s, you're like, oh my God, I'm, I'm pushing 30 or I'm yeah. almost at 30. And what if I don't settle down now and then it's never going to happen and blah, blah, blah. That's just like fucking relax. No. Like, people Mid-30s, are, people though, are start living. to panic. And I think that I would say that to my friends, Justin Joe, I would say that to her face. <laughs> yeah. People are living for a long time. Okay, a long time. So if you settle down now in your mid-20s, you got a long time to go with yeah. that person. Yeah, brother. Um, but anyway, good luck to you, Anonymous. I hope that helped. Um, next. Glad you said Anonymous, huh? <laughs> okay. Hi, Steve and Nikki. I love you guys on your channel and on JK News. Thank you so much. Nikki, I love all the videos you do. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Anyway, here's my question. I'm currently listening to one of your Ask Anything podcasts, and I got inspired to ask this question. I'm 22, and I've been with my boyfriend for three years now. He's also 22. Okay, so you guys got together when 19. you were 19. Even though we're both Filipino, hey, Nikki, I'm also half Filipino. That's what's up. Yo, that's what's up. We grew up differently. I grew up with lots of affection for my parents where he did not. So I believe that translates to our relationship. Mm. He goes through stages where he gives me lots of love, especially in the beginning of our relationship. But there's been ups and downs with his affection throughout our three-year relationship. There was even a point where he didn't feel like having sex at all. I believe he becomes emotionally unavailable with times he's stressed out and there's a lot going on with his life. I also have a lot going on with my life. We're both full-time students and work part-time, but I'm always excited to see him and I'd love to give him lots of affection. By the way, we are currently long distance. Oh, he lives uh, He lives and goes to school one and a half hours away, so we see each other once or twice a week on the weekends. All I want is for my boyfriend to be excited to see me and engage in cool conversations with me, but most of the time he does not even smile when we see each other after a long week and he seems very unenthusiastic throughout the date. He says it's because he's tired. He lives with his best friends and goes, goes to bed at three in the morning every day. He also, um, also he knows I like him to plan out what we do on our dates like I do often, but when the day comes and that he plans something like going to the county fair, he seems like he doesn't want to do it anymore. Am I being selfish? I want my boyfriend to put as much effort into the the relationship as I do. My bad is I nag him a lot for these things. Side note, we also broke up for a few days earlier this year because I felt like I wanted to see other people in my life, aka a hoe phase. He's my first serious and long-term 
boyfriend, but he convinced me to get back together with him, explaining that he thinks I feel that way because he doesn't put enough effort into our relationship. I gladly accepted him back because I do love him a lot. I feel like he made effort a little bit after that, but now I don't feel it at all. I know he really does love me and I see a future with this man, so I really want to work this out. We are both going through a lot right now with school and everything in our relationship, so hopefully we can go to couples counseling soon. He's down for it. Hope you will answer. Excited but anxious to hear what you guys will have to say. Sincerely, Malayla. Is a fake nickname, but Malayla. Oh, okay. Good to know. Yeah. Well, that's a lot. First of all, what concerns me is your age, 22. 22, man. You guys got in a relationship at 19. And these this age range from 19 to mid-20s, you change a lot as a person. And your age is also a palindrome, I will point out. 22? Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, the reverse is the same as the I Yeah. Okay, yeah. Just they, for those they have dictionaries. They're on Google. Yeah. They well, have, you're listening to the greatest podcast, so I just wanted to provide context. Right. The greatest them. podcast drones on and on about definitions of words. You're the palindrome, right. yeah. You're right. Yeah. Um, so what I was saying before I was interrupted by the greatest co-host ever on the greatest podcast is um you change a lot as a person during the, that time frame so what you enjoyed at 19 you may not be interested in the same things at 22 23 because like now you can drink there's a lot of other like there's a lot of other things going on you're not just out of high school anymore you guys are both in college there's different interests you've learned a lot of things you've been around a lot of other people um you're long distance that's another thing that concerns me. Yes. The third thing, the third red flag is that you guys have broken up before. How long is long distance to them? I an wonder. hour and a half, it said. Right. Yeah, an hour and a half drive. Uh, yeah, it's doable. It's doable. I mean, I That's will not say too tough. my parents were in the exact same situation. My mom got with my dad when she was 19 and it was long distance. She was in Santa Barbara. He was in L.A. and they would only see each other on the weekends. And sometimes um, when she would go visit him, there'd be girls knocking at his door, mm-hmm. which very was nice. very odd. Um, but then my mom got pregnant, and so they are still married. But uh, would they be married? But what a happy story. If I hadn't brought them together, right. you know, we don't know. Right. Maybe maybe they would. Maybe they would. And by the way, hi, mom and dad. For hi, listening. mom and dad. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying there was there's a success story on sure. the other side of the coin. Right. Um, that did girls happen. girls knocking. But yeah, my uh, as the older I get, the more stories I hear, the more suspicious stories where I'm like, I don't know if that would have worked out. If uh... There are definitely quiet moments with your mother where we're all <laughs> drinking and it seems like perhaps maybe it wouldn't have. <laughs> definitely some quiet they're moments. They're in love, they're married, they're in love, and it's going to stay that way forever, and that's what I'm saying. That's what's up. But I will, yeah, so um, if he's not excited to see you- I think what Nikki's saying is that it's a long <laughs> life to live. And yeah, if he's not excited to see what you. What I'm saying is if you're using the pullout method, it may not always work as a form of birth control. Good point. Um, but if he's not excited to see you on a date after not seeing you for a week, that's fucking sucks. Yeah. And you just have to decide if that's something that you want. Because you say you want a long-term relationship with this guy. You really like this guy. You see a future with him. But is that something you want if right now at 22... You're like fucking hot right now. You're like in your young 20s. Perfect bone you structure. You're your most fertile years. You're an and absolute 10. He's not excited to see you and even sometimes like doesn't even want to have sex or anything intimate at all. With at that 22-year-old right in your now? own ass? Come on. How's he going to feel when you're 40? Think about it. You know what I'm saying? Think when about you got it. a higher body fat percentage. You got to have someone that's excited to be with you now. Like mm-hmm. now. And you could find that. And if that's not what's happening right now, then either it's not the right guy or it's not the right time. If he's not wanting to ricochet quarters off of that ass, I think you got your answer. And yeah, people can feel that way when they're stressed. And uh, maybe you guys personality-wise just don't match. That could be because like, if I'm super stressed out and I need space and then this is the only time I get to I could see you though, so I have to carve out this time even though I'm stressed out. Yeah, I'm not going to be enthusiastic. And then if you're nagging me at the same time about like, how come you're not showing me affection? Look how much affection I have for you. And look, I have so much love for you. Um, I'm probably going to get pushed away. I'll go the other way. Yeah, definitely. But that's because it's not the right timing. And perhaps you were right the first time that you made a declarative statement and you're like, I don't think that this is working. But then since then you've tried to make it work and your results are back and they're the same as before. So perhaps- that is your answer. Yeah. And and, and the, you can love the guy a lot, and that's totally fine. But if it's not uh, something that you're going to journey throughout life with yeah. excitedly, 
Exactly. Th- then maybe not. And you're so young. Like, you deserve, like, to have fun. Like, and being in a relationship that's draining really can suck all that fun out. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, I'm tired. I don't know, man. Sometimes I hear that mm-hmm. and I'm like, uh, it sounds like a that's, weird excuse. Well, that's code for, I don't really want to hang out with you right now. Right, exactly. That's what it's code for. Yeah. And um, I mean, being married and the fact that we get to see each other all the time. I'm allowed to have days where I'm like, I'm tired. I don't mm-hmm. want to hang right now. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that you guys only get to see each other on the weekend, that might put an added pressure that he feels like, oh, if he doesn't hang out with you that day, then that's the whole week he has to go again without seeing you. So he's he's trying to put you first, but it, it it's just hard. That's the ups like, are not that up and the downs are pretty down, it sounds like. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. What's what's a relationship then, brother? And I think that couples counseling, as much as I totally think people should do it if they really want to make a relationship work. Um, At 22, though, you already, should be going to all kinds of counseling other than couples counseling, brother. Yeah, and it's your first relationship. If you're already going to couples counseling, yeah, definitely go mm-hmm. to individual therapy first. Mm-hmm. He has to work out whatever issues he has. Um, you know, like when he closes off and he has intimacy issues or whatever, if it's even an issue or if it's just like, you know, he's Look, his roommates, he goes to bed at 3 a.m. He's probably having fun with them. Yeah. Is what it sounds like. Yeah. It sounds like he's not having that much fun with you. So hate to judge it. But yeah. guess what? I'm judging it. It's an uncomfortable truth. Yeah. Especially when you give so much love and affection. You just want it back. It's always sadder being that person. Sorry, babe. It's boys night. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've been there, by the way. Actually, we've both been there. Yeah. We're usually the ones that are the chasers in relationships. Mm-hmm. And then the people that we're with push us away constantly. That's for sure. <laughs> but um, uh, Whether we know it or not. Yeah. Thank you. But hope that helps, Malayla. Um, I would, uh, either, yeah, I would, I would break up. I mean, I think you were right with your first instinct mm-hmm. of, like, have a hoe face. Have fun. Um, maybe it is the right guy in the wrong time. Maybe in a couple years... He's like, hey, you were actually really great, and I was a fuck up, yep. and I'm sorry, and I want to make it work again. He's like, you tried to light a fire under my ass, but it didn't work. Yeah, I was fucking around with my roommates, and like, I wasn't in the right headspace. You know, that could be too. So, and then you can say, "Too bad you missed out on all of this," and you put your hand all the way up your body from the bottom of your ankle to all the way up to the top of your head. Yeah, and, and then that hopefully point, past that, you're 25, and you're like even hotter. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I think you are too. I'm visualizing it. I think you are. <laughs> All right. I think we have time for one more question before we go on a break. Um, and this is, hey, Nikki and Steve. Side note, love everything you guys do online, i.e. JK Party, Sticky Show, Tasty Tuesday. Thank you. I swear to God, we're not just picking questions that compliment us in the front. This is just, I'm just going in order and they all have said that. And that's really, that's really nice of you. Thank you. Okay. Continuing. I've been in a four-year, almost five-year relationship, and we started living together after about a year of knowing each other. I'm currently creeping in on age 30, and I'm ready for a marriage, but he keeps giving me dumb excuses as to why he can't afford, why we can't afford it, or why we can't get married, which we both have good jobs and are fine financially. We both don't want a traditional wedding. We want something more laid back and chill with just the essential people in our lives. We've talked about it, and he seems serious about marriage at times, but recently this year has been been very off put to anything marriage related he's also very moody we can't really talk about my feelings or he gets upset and yells at me i don't i don't know i don't understand these moods or why we can't talk about feelings more openly especially if it's something we need to compromise on i'm originally from the south and people get married a lot earlier there and he is vietnamese they tend to do the same i don't know what the holdup is if it's cultural if he isn't ready if he never wants to get married his mother never married, so I'm wondering if maybe he just doesn't feel any need or rush. But I'm definitely feeling the clock tick away. And I don't understand why communication is so bad, especially if he does something that bothers me. I feel as though I, can talk, I can't talk to him about it because he says I'm trying to start shit or change who he is. But I'm trying to come to a compromise so I don't feel like crap about something he's doing or saying to me. Have any suggestions or thoughts? How can I make communication better since we already know it's an issue? Is there a possibility of marriage or will I die a lonely cat lady? Thank you so much for your time and all you guys do is much appreciated. Keep up the great work. Number one, I hate to sound mean off the jump, but I don't know if you're recognizing what you're uh, putting out towards him, right? And all I mean by that is the way that you phrased a very key thing that, I key, that I'm keying in on. You said um, he doesn't like it when we talk about my feelings. 
Mm-hmm. Now that tells me something because I'm like, well, wait. So if you're just going to sit there and talk about your day, you're like, oh, I feel this way or I feel depressed or whatever. I don't know why he'd get angry about just talking about that. I think that you are talking about him, but they're your feelings towards him. Right. And and he doesn't want, and he feels attacked, perhaps. Maybe, but he doesn't want to talk about it at all. So is she supposed to repress all of those feelings towards him? Because if well, I had no. a problem with you, yeah. and every time I try to bring up a problem with you, like even if it's an I statement, like I feel like shit when I when I talk about marriage and you shut me down. Right. If I'm not even allowed to say that, then when how do I even communicate with you? Okay, fair. I'm just saying that I was just keying in on that because it sounds to me like she is a little more maybe naggy than I think even she's knowing that she comes across that way. Hmm. And, and and so to know you have to know uh, where you're coming from to know how to meet your partner in the middle, I think. But he gets really upset and yells at her. I'm really I, oh, I really true. didn't think that you were gonna take the guy's side on this. I was trying I'm just trying to. Oh you're just trying to I'm devil's an ENTJ advocate? debater. I'm trying to do both. Okay. No, so, I, I like exploring both sides. Right. But however, from what I'm given, the information I'm given, it sounds like he uh doesn't won't let her talk about getting married at all he gets really irritable whenever she brings up marriage and it's been five years five years my knee jerk okay i'll I'll be very frank i was trying to make that work i don't think it does yeah my knee jerk is that i don't think that this guy is the right fit for you he's he's scared he's definitely not um ready but she wants a guy who's gonna pull the trigger on her and be like let's fucking do this shit right and he's like i don't know and she can't even talk to him about a compromise because it sounds like she she keeps saying she wants to talk about a compromise like if he doesn't want to get married then let's find a compromise yeah right but he won't even let her talk about that at all or in express any feelings right so he's probably feeling like Okay, she's nagging me again. Here we go, and then so he's. I think like, that he, I, I think he feels like if we don't talk about it, a problem doesn't exist. Exactly. Like we can just keep doing what we're doing. We don't have to talk about it, and we could just stay the way things are. I think you nailed it. Yeah, and so you have to just decide if you're okay with staying with the way things are. If you're okay with being with someone longer, like for on the long term, um, who doesn't want to talk about your feelings ever, because this is not going to be the first problem you ever have. No. You know, this uh, not getting married this thing. This is or, the beginning of this your is problems. the beginning. Like, you want to talk about kids later? What is he going to want to talk about that? You know, is he going to want to talk about um, if you want to buy a house? If you want like want to invest in something? Like, what are you allowed to talk about? If you can't even set the basis of communication of what you're allowed to talk about and, like, when things get icky or uncomfortable, um, which is, like, the biggest test, I think, mm-hmm. to a relationship is, like, being able to talk about things that are uncomfortable and they make us, like, we don't really want to talk about it because it makes us feel bad. Like, but we have to talk about it because we're adults and we're in a relationship. I wonder if she's ever, like, um, I wonder if they've ever had, like, an, um, I don't know, like a, moment about all this stuff like hey we never can talk about serious things it doesn't sound like it right that's what i'm wondering it sounds like there's been no rules set like she doesn't she tiptoes around it she doesn't want to upset yes maybe yeah that's what it sounds like from i mean and i don't know his side we don't know we don't know but um it's i i communication is definitely a huge it's everything key to a relationship like and you don't have it. Long term. You don't have it. If you don't have it, then I don't understand how you're going to make anything work unless you're constantly acquiescing to whatever his needs are, which is not listening to your needs. Yeah. Yeah. So I hate to tell everyone to break you're up. Listen to the breakup episode. Yeah. Come to our living room. This is like our living room mm-hmm. and uh, yep. it's break just up. like it. Just, just, just break uh, up. You have a problem? Thank you. Break up. <laughs> Please, we'll show you the we door now. We are the breakup guys, and let me tell you how to break up. We'll order you some Thai food, and we'll break you up. You know what's fun on a Saturday night? Breaking up. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. And on that note, we have to take a break so that we can break more people up on the break. Yes. We actually have break. a sound engineer, and he's here with his wife, and we're going to go we're gonna tell them the bad news. On the break. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully 
done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out a huge amounts. Like, we're not desperate. We're, like, kind of desperate. We're giving shout-outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So, huge shout-out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout-out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Blythe. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> and we're back from the break where we broke people up. You stop crying in there. Yeah. And get the fuck over it. It's just really right, uncomfortable for guys. our ears that we have to hear you cry. They say it's soundproof in here, but it's not. It's not. Especially There's when you wailing. hear wailing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. On to our next question. Hey, Nikki and Steve. I've become fairly confident and self-aware over these past two years. And in that process, I've been taking more chances knowing the risk and rewards thing can give and take. My man. And through that philosophy, I have opened a lot of doors for myself recently. Yeah, but what about the best podcast that you've ever listened to? Like, What about us? Didn't even like lead with any. Oh, wow. We'll forgive it for now. We'll forgive it. However, the only thing I haven't built up to take a risk on is asking girls out. As of recent, I managed to lose 40 pounds from doing different club sports at my university. For my entire life, I've considered myself as a chubby dude, but now I'd say I'm a solid six. Can be debatably more or less. So Depending my previous, on territory. So my previous life experience hasn't been good for me in terms of romance. I know looks are superficial and doesn't mean a lot in the long run, but the girls around my age generally wouldn't dis- generally would disagree. Would disagree. Now, having said that, I do consider looks into the equation of what I want out of a romantic partner. However, my mind believes that girls around my age still have looks as a big factor. Um, Recently, in one of my classes, I've been noticing that this one cute girl has been looking towards my direction from time to time. And whenever I make jokes in the vicinity, she laughs at them. Now, this may, may just be my subconscious ego that's thinking she's paying attention to me and finds me interesting. But I also have some other doubts. She seems pretty extroverted and a little bit outspoken and slightly judgy based on what I've observed about her behavior. I am generally a mature dude and a chill introvert that likes to talk to people, but could care less if I don't a lot of the or if I don't talk a lot of the times as well with this clash of personalities assuming if she's interested in me would it be even worth trying you now, are overthinking know, this shit what is Let, your problem I know let's get through it let's okay, get, yeah, I know yeah, yeah. oh I my god now I know it sounds like I'm building up my guard and excuses for not talking to her but in general yes. in terms of understanding people my intuition has been mostly reliable so far in my life no, you're too and young to know that if you'd recommend me trying to ask this girl out how would I even go about it preferably in a chill manner and how would i go about it knowing if i fail if i fail this extroverted girl who has friends in the class will be in the same class for the rest of the semester i really appreciate you guys helping me out with this been knowing you guys since i watched totally sketch video of nikki fucking that guy with the pen cap size penis very nice thanks jc Thank you for watching that it. was jason horton shout yep. out whoop, whoop. um well brother you built a whole fucking story you never even talked to this chick exactly. what is your deal is this nate writing in i know right <laughs> uh, shout out to nate listening right shout now shout out to nate i nate hope that Green. he just shrugged his head uh yeah so no what, what, what are you doing man it's, you can't look at a lady at the grocery store and go wait she's shopping for peas i hate peas you can't project oh, I'm gonna a have whole a bad life with story. her okay let me tell you about steve and i um before we started dating, um, I feel like you saw me a certain way. Yeah, I thought you were ditz. 
Yeah, and I thought a you were dumbass bimbo bitch. I thought you were a dick. Yeah, a fucking jock douche asshole. Yeah, fuck yeah, football yeah. throwing, yeah. cheerleader banging jock. Right, wishes he threw footballs. <laughs> football, maybe uh, um, football watcher washing. Oh, I thought you just wa- watch the football oh, games, watching. which you do. That's for sure. You do a lot of that, um, but yeah. So uh, I think that you know we come from these different life experiences and you build your intuition off of that and you think it's so great also you're very young you know like you chill a little bit you're very bit. young but you think your intuition is already fucking nailing these things man yeah don't do not do that to yourself you haven't met, don't do it to yourself is all I'm saying you haven't learned enough about their backstory yet if you have if you can't even ask a girl out you definitely haven't learned about her enough people's lives you had the balls to sit here and say how she's pre-judgy while you judge her entire fucking exactly. life from one interaction. You are the judgy person, my friend and fan. But I think that's what people do, is you are projecting your own insecurities. Yes. So if you're a judgy person, you're like, oh, she's judgy. judgy. She's too judgy for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Actually, maybe you would enjoy judging things with her together. Because me and Nikki sure as shit do that. It's oh, yeah. very fun. So then I showed, picture, a picture, or I showed, I showed Steve a picture of me from high school yes. one time when we were on set. A pivotal moment. was single. And uh, yeah, he got a completely different picture of who I was. I was like, holy shit, she's actually, I get it now. She didn't get hot till later, so she's not just a bitch who was hot always. Because I would also, I would always talk about my depression and how sad I was and how I'd go home and cry and, and like cuddle my cats. And I just thought that you're some girl who didn't get invited to enough birthdays and so she was depressed. Yeah, you're like, oh, oh she's quirky or whatever. Yeah. But no. I was wrong. Yeah. Deep backstory. But you know what? He wouldn't have known. I will say, I didn't judge you that harshly. I'm no, just, I know. It's just, yeah. I know. But I'm just saying that people project. Like, yes. they're like, and they, they see judge. you and they're like, oh, I know your type. I yes. know you, I know who you are as a whole person. I don't know your whole backstory. Right. And I will say what I put out to the world, I, I try to cover that. You mm-hmm. know, like I try to hide like a lot of sadness sure. because like that's not fun to be around a sad girl all the time. But I'm open about it. Um, but like, you know, you don't know her. Maybe she's her way of covering different aspects of her personality is by being an extrovert, you know, or by like um saying her opinions on things because that's a likable thing. She's laughing at your jokes, man. She's, yeah. she's trying to interact with you a little bit. Take it easy. Yeah, just it's okay. Have you had a conversation with her yet? Right. I don't think it that was mentioned like it. at all. You it sounds like you're overthinking even going up to start a conversation. I would think it's start... a waste of your time because she's not a perfect fit and she's not gonna marry you. The glass slipper doesn't fit. Right. But Start with a conversation. Jesus, I think you don't need so to, hard. You don't need to make it a marriage proposal right away. Like, I feel like people think they need to make a move or don't even talk to them. <laughs> and like, I hate, I hate to bust. There's your, a middle ground. I hate to bust your balls this hard, but if you have been watching us this long, then you know that that's how that's how we do, and that we do it out of love. What? Bust balls. Bust balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. for show. Did you have something you were gonna say? No, that was it. Oh, but you want to help this guy out a little bit. I think that we just did. Oh. I think he needed his balls bust a little bit, and I think it's time for him to just go say hi to her. But what's the actual advice? Like, he wants an action step. What's the step? Go say hi to her and just have a conversation with her. Just have a conversation. Get to know a person. Yeah. And start doing that with more people that you prejudge. Instead of every time... Okay, how about this? Every time that you determine someone's entire life story just by a couple of things... Hmm. step back and go, wait a minute, I haven't even talked to them yet. What am I talking about? Right. Like, I don't actually know them yet. I think, how about this? Here's some action steps for you. Go have a conversation. If the conversation is like more than five minutes and she laughed at your jokes, like, you know, you guys are having a good time, then on the next time you have a conversation, ask her to coffee. Or at the end of that conversation, if you're confident enough, Ask her to coffee. Be like, hey, you got you uh get do you want to get coffee before class next week? Or um, hey, I noticed you go uh hang out over here sometimes. I don't know what you notice about her, but maybe you're like, um maybe, maybe we can... she hangs out in the quad. Yeah, like you wanna study together sometimes? Studying's always a good one if you're in a class together. Mm-hmm. Like, do you are you part of a study group? Like maybe we could study together sometimes. Or maybe we could um grab a drink. There's this bar that I really like or there's this movie, you want to see The Joker. Maybe that's not a good one to go on a date with, but... Nah, probably kind of weird, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to go like, see a kind of murdery yeah, so movie? Somewhere, somewhere where you can talk yeah. is better. Um, like coffee, dinner, or uh, lunch. Yeah. Something light. Start light. Daytime, not dinner. Something light. Coffee or, or lunch. Okay? There's your action step. Do it. And if you don't do it, I'm disappointed in you. Mm-hmm. not mad. I'm just disappointed. All right, next. We have a 28-year-old virgin... 
Nikki and Steve, I love your podcast. I watch at home and, and also at work. Thank you. My life synopsis for Steve, I have been overweight my whole life. I have poor self-esteem and low confidence. I grew up being shamed by my family and feel embarrassed slash uncomfortable talking about guys slash relationships slash dating slash sex slash etc. I'm a 28-year-old virgin that has never been in a relationship or have even had my first kiss. This used to not bother me since I kick ass in academics and have been progressing in my career, but as I get older, I feel lonely and would like to be in a relationship. How do I start working on getting over my crippling shame, gain confidence, and love myself? I've been given typical advice like lose weight, be bold, etc., but it's easier said than done. I respect, I respect you both. Thank you for keeping me company with your podcast. Love you guys. Silly. First of all, thank you for writing in. We appreciate it. Silly. You, um, I know that, uh, dude, I have had people, you know, I was on JK News and somebody told me to lose weight like a couple months ago uh, as a joke. And it, and it was funny. Uh, but, uh, you know, it is kind of the simple things sometimes that that are just sort of what we need to do. Like, and losing weight is is not something where it's like, well, it is easier said than done because you do have to put the work in. And you do have to wake up every day and just try to work on yourself. But that is what it's about. It's about every day working on yourself and not just about working on your academics or one part of your body or brain. Work on yourself. The whole body. The whole. Exactly. You are a whole person. And there are, there are many aspects to – I wanted to make a whole episode about this actually. Mm. But there's eight like – areas of a person's life that if one area is completely depleted or off balance if it's like if it, the tank is empty in that area it affects all the other areas so don't think just because you're killing it at a career you're killing it at, at it. one thing I'm then fine. like you don't even need the health or you don't need the relationship or you don't need the family you need all of it mm -hmm. and you and it all directly affects each other so um i think sometimes when we're kicking ass at one thing, we almost use that as a wall or an excuse to not have to work on the other things. Mm -hmm. Like, well, I don't, yeah, like, I'm so fulfilled by my career that I don't even need this whole aspect of a life experience. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that, um, you know, it sucks, man, because it's, like like you said, there is no easy way to do this stuff. You have to go do it. But um, I watched this, there's this uh, short, that this guy used to do uh, Maker Studios with, his name's Beck Bennett, he went on to do SNL. Mm -hmm. He made this short called Puddles, I think. You can look it up online, but it's about a guy who gets dumped, and he just goes every day to the gym, and he makes puddles. Um, then there's just puddles of sweat, and he, he goes to try to make those puddles so that he knows that he worked on himself, and I always thought that that was a really cool uh, short that he did. Yeah. yeah. Because that is the the whole idea, right? Is if you look at a year of going to the gym, that looks like a lot of fucking work. Just like when I was talking at the break to our sound guy, Mark. When you look at a blank piece of paper and you go, I have to write a whole script or a whole whatever I want to do with my life on this. That's hard. It's really but daunting. But if you treat it one page at a time, um, it's really not that hard because you're working on that page in that moment. And say you do a page a day, you can write a screenplay in 90 days. Or even if you say to yourself, I'm not going to even work on the screenplay yet. I just want to put pen to paper every day for, you know. As an exercise. Yeah, as an exercise. Yeah. And then it, it generates ideas eventually. And then you use those ideas and then that eventually starts you working on the screenplay or whatever it is. But just the act and the habit of doing something towards your goal every day, no matter how small it is. There's a guy named Scott Adams who wrote Dilbert who advocates for even if you aren't going to go to the gym, uh, put on your gym clothes and it, every day, every morning because it just gets you in that routine of like I am doing this right now to better myself. So like even if you're sick or whatever the fuck, you put on your gym clothes. That's the idea behind it. And it just gets you in that mindset of like, I'm not just going to do the samey, same bad habits things that's gotten me here. I'm going to try something different. Mm -hmm. And then maybe you'll get that way with that mindset. It'll get you into the gym more. Like that's the whole idea. Yeah. And I also wouldn't attack this as like, um, I am doing this because I want a relationship and like this is for the relationship or whatever. Do it. Because you're working on yourself. That's it. And then you'll eventually attract a relationship 
that matches however you feel about yourself. Like attracts like. So whatever you feel about yourself, that's the type of person you're going to attract. That, that's how people are going to treat you. So uh, Something that I've, I've realized through a long time, of, you know, not liking myself and then liking myself, you know, like goes back and forth. I notice that when I hate myself the most is when I get the most negativity towards me. Mm-hmm. And it's it's odd how that works because it's on a subconscious level where like, how do these people even know to hate me? I don't know, but I'm attracting that like because I have like a negative energy around me. So people act negatively around me when I'm in that. And then when I'm free flowing, I'm in that flow state and I'm happy. I notice I attract a lot of like really cool, awesome people and like cool conversations. So it's all about getting whatever gets you there, whatever gets your self-esteem up. And I think that for you, losing the weight would really affect that. It sounds like if you've based your self-esteem off of that. The you just thing- told us about yourself and the biggest, you, you said everything was positive except for that you don't work on your body so that's the only reason and the relationship why stuff. But, I, but I also just wanted to add um, maybe see a therapist because there are reasons why we gain weight that are not about health they're, they're not about that it's about you might have other issues like depression um, like psychological issues of why you form these habits in the first place why do you go why Why would maybe you overeat and why do you overeat I'm a stress eater I know that about myself when I'm really stressed out I just eat and I don't even know I'm eating sometimes. I don't even know that I went to the kitchen and got food and stuffed it in my face. I don't know because I'm just really stressed out. And um, there's things that you can break, like habits psychologically that you can break that will get you to a place where you're in a healthy zone and you just go from there and you keep making progress. So hope that you do that. I think that you're going to kick ass in life once you get this part nailed down and don't think of it as being an insignificant part. It's not. Agreed. Yeah. Good luck. Silly. Um, Anger issues. Hey, Nikki. I hope to remain anonymous, but I need to ask a question. My boyfriend and I get into arguments every other day. When we first met, or we first met when I was an escort and he was a client. After being in a rough spot for a while, he decided that he wanted me to move in. I did, and I stopped escorting. But I am an alcoholic. I am also a writer. Cliche, I know. When When he first met me, I was drunk as I had to drink to get through escorting at the time. I didn't enjoy it because it turned my quiet personality into this outgoing bubbly woman that people loved. Uh, I've lived with him for a year and three months now and I drink every day to keep up this fake personality. I make sure to be drunk enough when he finally comes home and he does like being around me at that stage of my drinking but I keep drinking and that's when things get bad. Arguments, fights, yelling, abuse, saying things that can't be taken back, threats. I feel like I'm ruining his life because I drink so much. He's 40 and I'm 25. I do love him. I find him to be the sexiest man ever and our physical compatibility is there. But when I'm not drunk, he seems to not like me. He thinks when I'm not drunk, I'm cold or stuck up and things are just awkward, which is why I continue to drink. Am I being selfish staying in this relationship? Should I leave? I'm so confused and hurt that I'm hurting him. And I know he won't be the one to tell me to leave, so I would have to do it myself, and I need some help or advice. I've also found this... I, I Also, I've found on his phone evidence that he cheated when he was out of the country, but that's another story. I don't know what to do. I love him, but what makes him love me is a substance that will eventually kill me. Without it, he wouldn't love me back. Please help. You're not ruining his life. You're ruining your life. Yes. And I think you kind of know that. Yeah. I mean... You just, you're very self-aware. Yeah. You described it perfectly and i think you just need someone to tell you it's okay to walk away and you need to walk away and, and you should there's no question about it this yeah. is the most breakup y breakup well, we're gonna push on yeah. the show i today, mean we do push which breakups is significant we, do we love push them to hard break people up we you, love you, it yeah this is this one's done this one's done this is <laughs> not yeah, for this... you this guy's not good for you this guy's terrible and you're you sound like a a, a broken person who needs help right and, uh, and when you continually deny this authentic part of you like what makes you you and um, put on a fake persona, it, that alone will kill you. In addition to the alcohol, but that alone will drive you insane. Yeah, I mean, who are you really? That's that's what you need to find out right now. And you're not going to find out waiting for some 40-year-old guy to come home. And you'll find somebody that you are compatible with physically. That likes you for you. That likes who you are as a person. But you got to know who you are too. You can't, and be okay with it. You can't drink every night to cover up who you really are. And what, what, I really, what really stuck out to me was the part where you said that 
when you drink, you become a woman that everybody likes. You like you become a likable, bubbly person. I can tell you that not everybody likes a bubbly person. Like you, you can find people that resonate with who you actually are, and it feels so much better. That was one of the biggest notes that I got when I was when I was in acting. Um, I would like I guess my face looks bubbly, and when I smile, I I could look like really Disney, especially when I first started. And so they wanted me to be that person. They wanted me to be bubbly and like cute and smiley all the time and that's not who I am as a person I can fake it for a little bit but eventually I am I it drove me insane trying to keep up that persona um once I was able to just be me it life got so exponentially better and I was scared I wasn't gonna book jobs if I wasn't that bubbly person and I was scared that like I wouldn't find a person that understood me yeah I I have a couple friends who are very introverted and they feel like they're burdens because they're introverted but i don't find them to be burdens at all I, th- I think that they don't see their own value like they think that because say i'm extroverted person that they because they're they're not that way they're, i'm not gonna like them or something but that's just not like they are valuable and fun on their own like they a lot of them have like dark sense of humor and yeah. like it's not about like just being this cookie cutter person like you you can be a quiet person who is interesting and who is fun to hang out with like yeah. that is not and it balances hard. things out if everybody was an extrovert how fucking annoying would the world be, be that would be so annoying but i think what you what they see is like the world uh gives a lot of attention and and, and praise to people that are extroverts like they're the life of the party and like everyone loves them look at them but it's that's just like the excitement going on over here. It's it's not like how everyone feels about those people constantly. It's just it's during a party, if they say something fun, it's fun. But no one wants that all the time. And those people have to recharge too. And I just I feel like we're getting on a tangent here. But, you know, like you, there, you need balance in your life. I just think that you went through something that was traumatic for you. So traumatic that you had to drink. And you need to give yourself some credit and go like, yeah, I don't need to heal this person that I'm with. I don't need to try to be there for them. I need to try to be here for myself. At some point you have to be there for yourself too. Yeah. And also you're 25. It's the worst year of everyone's life. And it's cause it's the time where you're going through the most growing pains. I think where you like really hit that transformative, like fuck, I hate this. Something needs to change. Yeah, I mean, good luck. Yeah, that's tough. It's toughy. This one's tough. Would well, you got something to say? No, I just don't want to. I don't know. I don't want to give her bad advice here. It's just this is hard. This is a hard one. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think you should try to seek help out. I, I, as right. If you're, I mean, when you say you're an alcoholic, I don't know how far. Like sometimes if people people say, I drink so much, I'm an alcoholic. Maybe they're not really an alcoholic, like where uh, you're an addict and you live and breathe alcoholic, where you wake up and you, all you want to do is drink. The, the, there's alcoholics like that, or you're addicted to the feeling that that people give you when you when you drink. Mm-hmm. There's that. Um, regardless, you definitely should see a counselor. You should yeah. see a therapist. You should find out what the underlying issues are. If you are an addict, you, there are programs to help break that. And uh, I know plenty of people who go through those programs and who have found a lot of help from that. Um, and it's great. And I think that whatever it is, definitely see a therapist and see someone that can help you um, put you in the right path. But the there's I think those are two separate issues going on. There's the one, the alcoholism, and then there's the two feeling like you need to be a different person. Yeah, and I think that they both feed into each other really easily. Yeah. So good luck, yeah. Shit. All right. That's all the time we have for questions right now. Um, I have fun with all of your breakups, everybody. Yes, Hope you have a, a good time out there. It sounds like a lot of fun. We wish we could be there for each and every one of them. Uh, I think there was maybe one person in there we told to not break up, like just chill, like have fun with your relationship. But we think that you should break up. <laughs> but eventually, like eventually break up. Yeah, like eventually. Uh, no, all jokes aside, we love you guys. Thank you for submitting your questions. If you have a question, you could always submit it to podcast at Nikki.limo. Um, we check those and we will do a couple other episodes of just Q&A coming up. Um, 
Yeah, sorry to end on like such a, a down note. Did you have a final thought? Yeah, uh, my final thought is whoever you are, uh, I know that you know you might be listening to this and you're thinking, well, you know, I'm, I might feel alone or I might feel isolated, but uh, you're not. You're not alone. You just have to reach out to people who can empathize with your situation. And then you have to take steps to try to do something about your situation beyond just asking for help. You have to actually take those steps and try to help yourself. Yeah. And those um, are that's a hard thing to do. Yeah, it is. I My final thought is like, God damn, what happened to the vibe in here? Because like the vibe is like... The vibe is great. The vibe I'm is, always here for the vibe. I, You know, this is the bed, best podcast. It's the greatest podcast That's America. ever happened. Right. And so... Sometimes, um, hey, I hope that everyone's here for the vibe. The podcast doesn't have to be the girl at the party who talks too much. Sometimes the podcast. And that's the can only take one I like. Down, that's not like. Stand with the back against the wall, uh-huh. holding a red solo cup, and they can watch solo? the party go by. A red solo cup. Solo. Solo cup. Yeah. What did you think I said? Solo. Silo cup. Yeah. Silo. You said solo. Okay. Well, <laughs> I meant solo cup, and I meant. She <laughs> just said it again. That they're watching the party go by. Uh-huh. Because sometimes, tonally, it feels good to watch it go by. Yeah. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, be sure to subscribe. Rate us five stars on iTunes if you have that going on for you. And we hope you enjoyed that episode. Write us, podcast at Nikki.limo, and I will see you next time. Bye. Bye.